city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. You're listening to In the Cards, a brand new show all about our St. Louis Cardinals. The latest news, rumors, and views, all right here on In the Zone Network. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Right, what is going on, Cardinals fans? Um, something's happening out there on Twitter. I- I'm behind the eight ball. My guy's here with me again on In the Cards, here to catch me up on what the hell's going on. So we just went through it briefly. But uh, my goodness, uh, not what I expected to hear, not what typically we're used to hearing. And I guess this is a product uh, just as much of uh, pandemic and and not having the uh, revenue that teams are used to having. This could be a product of that. Sure sure seems like it. But uh, with me to talk about the news today, of course, I'm talking about the St. Louis Cardinals in regards to Colton Wong. Did he, did he mean something by his Instagram or not? And so here to talk with me about that subject, I consider him the expert of the day. That would be our friend from Twitter, at Dylan underscore Dinger, Matt Knowles, Champion Oles. Soon to be uh, Wong Lessonals. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's get it started. All right, man. Um, we're not we're gonna skip all the how you been. Like uh, we just talked a week ago. Um, so there's some news today that hit Twitter. Why don't you catch us up? Because we'll we'll put this out asap. Well, I mean, from what I gathered, uh, Cold Wong made a Instagram post thanking St. Louis. Um, you know, with a team option being in play for 2021, it's kind of random, I would say. And then a follow-up one around the same time frame from his wife, um, thanking St. Louis. And it's just, it's odd timing. And, um, you know, it could be one of multiple things where somebody said, you know, that it was in reference to his birthday and not thanking the fans after the season was over. But the timing is just all too odd. And I know, Whenever you had, uh, I, I believe is whenever you had Matt Holiday on, he he was speaking with Mo. He said, and he just went to him straight up and said, "Hey, you know, are you guys going to bring me back?" And I don't know if maybe that was a, that was a case where we've got right now or what. I mean, at the end of the day, he could just be thanking the fans. Um, yeah. You know, the season ended a couple weeks ago though now and I know the, yeah, the, the timing of that would seem a little odd, right? Like what you, yeah. you know, did you just occur to you now? Like oh. Shit, I did. I didn't thank the fans this year. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely strange. an odd timing, and um, I, I don't, I don't know what to to take of it. Um, I don't much care for it. It's kind of, you know, he's just one of those guys that's been around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know last time we spoke, we discussed, you know, lineups and stuff like that, and how you could have him in the lineup for his defense, but we couldn't have, you know, 
two bats not being there. So, yeah, well, his, um, you know, his performance and just take, you know, gosh, it's, it's, I so hate throwing out the numbers for this year because we all know what this year was, but, um, you know, I, I, I like the prospect of, of Colton finally getting, getting a shot to uh, bat lead off. Right. I've always like, like how he profiled there just with his athleticism, his speed. And at that position, gosh, that's really where a lot of us felt we kind of wanted him, you know, we wanted him to work out at least at one or two, um, or okay. If he's not there, you know, he's going to be seven, eight or nine. Um, to see him finally get that shot this year. And with the year he had last year, I had a lot of high hopes for him. Um, you know, it, it, it it didn't work out as expected, but, you know, looking at Colton Wong's performance this year offensively, you know, it gets overshadowed, I think, by a few others, at least for me. I don't notice it as much, but when you you pause and you look at him amongst second basemen, and it's pretty clear he's – offensively, he is below average. Yeah, and baseman. I mean, to me, I don't ever think about Colton Wong as a as an offensive powerhouse, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know – him for his glove and that's why i made the statements last time about you know we can definitely keep him we just can't have that other bat in the in the lineup um i, I didn't like the idea of having two bats that weren't performing and you know yeah. those bunts that speed but we to me especially with the end of the season that quickly approached and the defense lacking extremely um you know i i like that up the up the middle. I mean, and I don't, I don't care for that being gone mm-hmm. in, in 2021. I mean, if we got to sacrifice offense for, for good defense brought by him, I mean, I want to keep it around, you know? Um, well, I mean the, um, you know, the strength that they've, they've ridden on over the last couple of years has been run prevention. Right. And you would look as Colton Wong is a, you know, along with Paul Goldschmidt and, Yachty and, and hell, we, let's even throw in Bader in center field. Those guys have played a pretty heavy hand. And, and you know what? DeYoung has too. He's played really good shortstop. So, you know, you look at defensive elite throughout the league and, and you kind of – he's one of those guys that is in probably every conversation about, you know, best glove in the infield. Um, and, I, look, I know the Cubs have El Mago, whatever. But, you know, Colton Wong, if there's anything that's been steady about him, it sure as hell has been his defense um, – I don't know what kind of, you know, run prevention, that glove alone, um, how many runs it actually saved. Uh, but we've seen the highlight reels. We've seen how steady he's been there. Um, I think you're right. You know, if if the rest of this lineup was was actually working, you know, we could probably deal with, uh, you know, Colton batting somewhere in the lower part of the order, you know, getting hot every once in a while. But you got him there for that steady up the middle defense, which is so important. And um, the thing is, I mean, we can break him down a little bit if you want, but I, you know, at twelve and a half million dollars, right? That's what that's what uh, they would be on the hook for if they um, if they tender him. So is that worth it, worth it or not? And then you've got this whole other layer of complexity in here about you know the revenues that we're missing from this year, and and is this just one example that baseball is going to produce in this off season? That's a, that's a similar situation to this one. I'm not even sure what to call you by nickname. Can I just call you Matts? Yeah, that that'll work. That'll work. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, you know, this 2021 may be a season that these owners need to dip into their pockets and not, you know, the the revenue in baseball is through the roof. And um, 
I don't know if it's through the roof on. this year under normal circumstances. Well, I absolutely true. agree with you. I just think they, they could probably dip into their pockets. Um, and especially like if they sign them to maybe a two-year deal, make it, make it lighter this year, mm-hmm. uh, maybe heavier next year since uh, Carpenter would be off the books and Fowler would be off the books. Um, you know, I think they, I think they should absolutely give him the chance, but I, I mean, 12 and a half, I don't think you're, 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 you're too far out of range um, with, with the value there, especially how every season, it seems like the, the qualifying offer dollar amounts going up and up and up. I mean, salaries in baseball keep going up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see it to be an issue because to me, Colton Wong provides something, you know, it's not, we've discussed Carpenter, you know, the bat's slowing the, the arm, there's no strength to get it over to first base. I mean, that to me is there's nothing there, but for Colton Wong, you know, he's going to get you base hits. He's going to get you, you know, occasional home run. He's got the speed, but he brings that top tier defense and it's only gotten better every single season and he just impresses you more and more. So I don't I don't think I'm too far off on on wanting that 12 and a half um brought back just for the sole purpose of the the defense for that matter. But yeah. I mean if they are planning something bigger and better, you absolutely have to try it. Well, I I would I would think there's something like that in order, right? Matt's if you look at if you take him out so let's just take a look at that first. So if he's out, who's in second base? Like who who goes over there? Logic would kind of tell you it's probably Edmund, right? That that transitions over to second base. I don't think Max Schrock is is the guy they're going to hang their hat on. Um, although you know what little we did see of of Schrock this year actually wasn't bad. Um, but I I don't know if if I, I see them plugging him in there as the everyday everyday guy going into twenty one. I would think it'd be Edmund, right? Well, I mean, they do love dipping down into their farm system, um, and especially if money is an issue for 2021, mm-hmm. where nothing's improved. You know, I could see them absolutely going going that route just to say, "Hey, let's make it through this year." But um, I mean, they know that there there is offensive needs, um, and I mean, I didn't like I didn't mind Schrock. I mean, but I I don't think he's your end all answer. So, no, I, and I don't either. I mean, we we just haven't seen enough of him. You know, he, we haven't seen enough of him at this level to know one way or the other. And and um, you know, if that if that piece moves, let's just assume for argument's sake, you're going to move Edmund over to second, right? You, you know, they had he had a, he had everyday regular player amount of at bats this year. You know, he's going to be in that lineup. I know they like floating him around, but I think if um, it. it in this situation, I would think he's he's your best fit over there at second base, and that 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 creates um, something over at third now. And none of us want to venture this thought, but you know, it, it, are you really saying that uh, you know Carpenter's back as your everyday third baseman? Because um, I don't know I who else you slide over there. I think it makes it tough for mm-hmm. fans to swallow that pill. Oh my God! That's can you imagine? To us. <laughs> well, think... and even worse, can you imagine? Uh, you, letting Colton Wong walk away, Gold Glove second baseman, letting him walk away, and you still have Tyler O'Neill roaming around out there in left field. You want to see Cardinals Nation Twitter burn? Yeah, I mean that's a good way. That's that's a good way to end it all. I guess. <laughs> it will be. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's 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 really strange. So if you believe in fan graphs and and and, and I do, um, you know, they're saying Colton Wong's worth about just under eleven million, ten point seven. You know, he's on. They're on the hook right now for twelve point point five. They bring him back. We've already said that. Um, doesn't seem like a massive gap and a little bit more offensive production out of him. You know that 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 could potentially be. You know th- that could get that value equation pretty close. Um, I don't know how much I buy into that. I, I, I actually don't know what goes into that value column, how they how they really put that down. But we do know that Colton Wong is below uh, offensively. He's, he's below average for a second baseman and for a leadoff hitter. You really want to look at things like on base percentage and you know batting average with and balls in play things like that. His on base percentage, well, not awful, but for a leadoff hitter. I think 350 on base percentage is not what you want to see. You want to see that a little bit higher than that. Um, you know, his uh, his walk rate is, I guess it's not bad, but it's only about 10, it's just under 10%. Um, his strikeout rate has gone down this year, so 14. So, man, this is a tough one. This isn't so cut and dry that you go, yeah, man, save that 12.5 million, throw it at something else because, you know, he just isn't worth it. This is a very close one. So this is why I'm on the fence about this. I don't know whether I buy it or not. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope not. I mean, I, I hope not because of the defensive aspect that he brings to the table, and um, you know, if they were to sign an elite bat, um, not elite, I mean, a, a good bat, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, you can keep everything the same. I mean, you get rid of, say, your Tyler O'Neill. Like, if you can bring another bat into the outfield, you can have Bader as a, as that fourth guy and keep Wong around. And at 12 and a half, what's the free agent second baseman pool going to look like dollar amount-wise whenever it comes time? Um, another interesting one that you actually mentioned last time we spoke was Tommy LaStella. You know, he's 32, though. I mean, Colton Wong yeah. just turned 30, yeah. but he's 32. So you're, you're going to sign a, a, a random a, – random second baseman outfielder, whatever he is now, um, to a one-year deal, two-year deal. And, and you're letting age come back onto the team and you're, you're worrying about that. Is he going to put up numbers? Um, but how much is he going to ask is, is big. And if you, if you've got Colton Wong at 12 and a half with his elite de- defense and you've got, you know, your DJ LeMahieu, your LaStella that are wanting 14, I mean, 12 and a half million. I know it's, it's a lot of money, but it doesn't seem like hardly anything in the, in the contract baseball world. And um, for what Wong brings to the team, I, I don't see why you don't bring him back at that. And if the Cardinals don't, and they've in fact told him, Hey, we're not bringing you back. I think that's kind of disappointing. Um, because you, you don't know what the market's going to look like and, and jockeying people around, just to keep your dollar amount low for whatever reason. It's just not, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it'd be a good out, outcome for the Cardinals. Um, especially with what Colton does bring to the team. Yeah. I mean, and, and like, not to repeat myself, but you know, run prevention has been their, their way they've gotten, they found themselves in the postseason for two years straight. Um, that's taking away from that formula. Look, I, I know that, I know that they have to, I, I hope, you know, I, I know as Cardinal fans, we all hope and pray that what they're looking at is the offense, really trying to, t- you know, do a no BS assessment on not just what's happened with some of the trades and non-trades that they've made, but, 
what are they not doing in their system? What are they not doing right in their evaluation? Because there is a huge miss, a huge disconnect on, you know, tagging players that these are the guys we're going to give the opportunity to. And uh, these guys, you know, we, we, we don't have room for them all. we got to ship them out. And then you look up and you see, what, seven seven of the eight teams that were left had former Cardinals on them. And then it, there's former Cardinals on playing on both sides of it right now, right? And, and you, you see them all over the place. And, you know, it's it has Cardinals fans in an uproar, at least, at least the loudest ones out there on social media, you know, um, going crazy over this Randy or Rosarina deal. And look, well, it, it, lo- it looks terrible know. today. But at the time, it there it look at the time that they made that deal. That's it, it. Kind of made sense why they did it. They had a surplus of outfielders, okay. And you know what? I would go back to this. I heard a lot of people tweeting out, "Well, why didn't you give him Harrison Bader or Tyler O'Neill?" Man, if you're the if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, do you know who you're dealing with? You're <laughs> dealing with an organization who doesn't have the resources that other organizations do, they are going to evaluate better than you. They are going to be way pickier than you. And they gave away a top 100 left-handed pitching prospect. They did not want Tyler O'Neill. They did not want Harrison Bader. So who else did you have to get that, that arm you needed in your system? Cardinals had graduated a ton of pitchers, right? So mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of needed that and they've done it before. I look, look at a name like Adam Wainwright. It happened in yeah. the past. So, yeah. They needed that, but you you, you got to you got to look at all these trades for when they were made and what the context was. And, Absolutely, and, and we hate it now, and I don't like it either, man. How how much would you like to see Randy o, Randy Rosarina roaming left field? Like I know he's not a great outfielder, but how much would we prefer to see him as DH or right field or left field these days? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think he got a like, but but a lot of like a lot of these guys that St. Louis has traded away, they didn't get the opportunity. Um, absolutely and that was the miss right you gave the opportunities to the wrong guys and yeah, you and then you stick with them instead of going okay the honest to god like to me the best thing that they've done which has followed the course that i've wanted for carlson is, is doing what they're doing now you know they've kept him they've kept him under the um the threshold for availability for rookie of the year next year you know they brought him up to experience the mlb pitching mm-hmm. and to get him ready for 2021, which is what I wanted for him, you know, sure. but then like, I look back at other guys that I have absolutely loved, um, you know, Luke Foy got passed over for Jose Martinez who has a bat, but you know, he looked like a, a newborn horse whenever he is at first base. Um, and then <laughs> you're, you're throwing analogy. guys like Bader and, and O'Neill over Rosarina. And, you know, I looked at some numbers last night on him and, Combined in 2019, I believe, or 2018, one of those two years, he combined for 15 home runs total between double A and triple A. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he's he's popped off nearly that amount between what we've had in 2020 season and the playoffs combined. So whether the Cardinals didn't unlock something or the Rays have figured it out with him, I mean, he's absolutely doing it right. Yeah. Um, well, a lot, a lot of credit to him. He had a new opportunity given to him, and he's really taken advantage of it. And I don't under look I, the the one the one good thing I think about most Cardinal fans these days. I don't you don't you don't have people rooting against him or for him to fail. Um, so you know, oh, no. kudos to most of the fans out there for being happy for the guy. Um, but let's just kind of look. We don't know how this trade's going to end up. Let a Rosarina experience a full second year, man. If that guy's doing it in over three hundred and twenty 
games at the major league level, he's still doing it. That that means he's gotten around the league three or four times. If he's still doing what he's doing, then you know we we, we likely lose out on this trade. But we still don't know what we have in, in Matthew Libertor. He could be. Well, he, you know, we we don't know. It all depends on that how that one pans out. I made a point last week or two weeks ago that if if he comes out and throws the first Cardinals hitter no hitter since Bud Smith, you know. It, <laughs> Randy Rosarina is going to be forgotten about. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's how it is in this cardinal nation, if you will. You know, well, it's just in the moment. You know, you don't think about oh, what's there. Yeah, and um, a lot of people didn't even know. Look, a lot of people are out there that, and Facebook's the worst. We all know that. <laughs> you, you've got you've got fans that half-ass pay attention, and and you know what? If uh, if not one person around most of these Facebook page and group fans. If other fans hadn't mentioned that he was a former Cardinal farmhand that was traded, half these damn people wouldn't even know. Uh, oh, it, no. They would have no clue, and um, and they wouldn't be saying anything. But now it's like, oh, it's a, look, I don't like that John Mosaic bow tie and wear a guy there. So I'm, oh, it's his fault? So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just yeah. slander yeah, him. No. I mean, there's plenty of people where if you said he was on the Cardinals, you know, just uh, – Last year, that no, oh, come on, no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I ever see him? Well, because for one, he didn't play. Yep. And and I mean, it takes it's a it's an adjustment for for most minor league guys that come. They're not going to come out, you know, hitting, hitting, hitting all the time. And and people don't realize that. And and they they see what they have. And you know, he's over there doing big things now. And kudos to him. Kudos to the Rays that they got him a good one. And hopefully, you know, he, he takes the team to. uh the World Series and beats one of those bad teams, the, the Dodgers well, or the Braves. Let's go back to Colton Wong for a second because now this could – hopefully this isn't a sign, right? Because if you want any kind of indication of their financial situation or at least what – at least what their financial situation is, is, is in, as it pertains to the plans that they might have had for 2021 and beyond, not retaining – a top defensive second baseman who is an important part of this, this roster right now, um, not retaining him and letting him walk away for 12 and a half million is going to be, it, that indicates something that I, that's going to disappoint all of us. And that is, that's going to really broadcast what's going to happen in this off season. And that, that's pretty much nothing, right? It'll, it'll be moves via trade. Um, they're not picking up any significant contracts. Um, so that that's, that's one way to interpret this if it's true. Um, the other one, uh, gets into a little positional, well, what's going to happen, right? I, I have faith. I know a lot of people don't, I have faith that this organization and Mo himself is not stupid enough to let Colton Wong walk and then run out that same lineup that you had out there last year. You, uh, you've I got to know it, you, I don't know what the percentage of ticket sales that are going to be down because of it, because of non-action, but I can tell you right now, interest, interest is fading. Guys, you know, I've had my son, 15 years old, tell me he could barely make it through a game this year because his team just wasn't, it was a struggle to watch. And he's absolutely right. You run that same team out there minus gold glove second baseman, good luck. Good luck keeping your job beyond this year, even if it's what DeWitt wants you to do. I, I just, I, I, the unrest amongst the fans and, and you know, you, you can make one argument that says, hey, they don't know us anything. I guess technically they don't, but you know, look, uh, uh, interest level and excitement around your team are what tunes people in. It's what makes me want to drive to the park. It's what makes you want to make a trip to the park, right? 
So if that's not there, for them to think that that's not going to hit them in the pocket in some way, shape, or form, I think is short-sighted. And I believe that other moves must be happening. This this is maybe too much optimism on my part, <laughs> but if they're not keeping him, Edmund moves to second, they've got a plan then to upgrade at third base, which we all know they badly need. Well, so I actually listened to a podcast yesterday with um, with it was on Danny Mac's podcast with Brian Walton, and mm-hmm. he said that at some point in time, um, Mo had made a comment about you know this last stretch here is going to show us you know what we really need to work on for next season. So whether that is, and I've seen uh, Ben Fredrickson say. I didn't, I don't read articles, but it said the headline was something about possibly going after upgrading with George Springer and, you know, no numbers or anything like that. But I mean, would you be, let me ask you this. Would you be content with adding say a Springer? And I'm, I hate doing this because I I get things started going, but adding a Springer to your outfield trading for, a Lindor type, or I'm going out on a reach here, but an Arenado does. I mean, obviously that will trump your keeping Colton Wong, obviously. But I mean, like you said, it's it's one or two th- one one of two things. You're either keeping, you're either getting Wong, getting rid of letting Wong walk to free up money for whatever reason. Yeah, and you're not going to have a team and your fans are going to be really upset or you have bigger plans. I don't think just bringing in Springer will do anything because you're going to have an, a hole in the infield because I, I cannot do 162 games with Matt Carpenter. I love the guy. I do. I've cheered for him this whole time, but I can't see the bat at the plate any longer. I can't see the arm, the defense at third base, you know, I guess another aspect could be with the arm situation is, transitioning Carpenter back to second base. I don't know. I don't want that to be a thing. The bat doesn't hack hack it for me anymore. But, I mean, there's just so many things that could be brewing up that that could be into fruition that I still think uh, the whole Libertor thing is what I said last offseason. I figured the trade was in turn to send him to Colorado for Aaron Otto. I don't know. I don't – I get myself too psyched up for that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I can tend to do the same thing. Look, regardless, if if Wong ends up sticking around, it's I think it's going to take a, a move even beyond just being able to get somebody like a George Springer in house. I, I think it's going to take more than that because as we all know we've had how many how many attempts at finding that cleanup hitter, at finding that you know this guy in the middle of the order, like. It's going to take more than that. I mean, I, I think they're going to have to get real creative on one potentially making a deal to bring one in, and maybe you do go after another. Uh, you just need something that's going to make a significant change in the to the to the flavor of this lineup, and it's going to take more than one player, especially if you're letting one go. Um, you know, I, I'm with you though on Matt Carpenter. I think we've beat we've beat that horse enough. I have at least uh, him and Tyler oh, O'Neill. I I just look. I, I get. I get that there's money on the books for those guys and it's a hard thing to walk away from because you're paying somebody potentially to pay to play against you somewhere else, which I don't know if anybody would really care if Matt Carpenter was taking cuts against the Cardinals or not. Um, but I, I understand that it's, it's difficult for for those teams to do that. However, they are in their last year. So if they were ever going to do it, this is going to be the year to do it. 
will they do it before or will they kind of see how the roster shaping up before they even entertain that? I just have to think that there's some plan to upgrade at a corner outfield and third base. If they can get that done, I think they'll be back in the mix again. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're gonna let, if they're gonna sacrifice defense in the long situation, which yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're we're speculating here just because yeah, of, sure. of random things that have popped up in front of our face, and you know, you got to believe the internet nowadays. So, I mean, it's just to me, it's if they're letting him walk, by God, they better have something else in play because you know, they will be on Clark Street ready to riot if 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 you know, we're, we're throwing out a, a triple a lineup next year. I mean that to me, if you lose Wong and you don't upgrade anywhere and it sounds silly because the offensive production was not there and it was just defense. I, I, I almost feel like you're rebuilding at that point in time. If you're tossing Matt Carpenter out there and, and bringing up a Max Schrock, which, you know, he's a decent player. Yes, but you're losing defense there. Yeah. I think you're going to be Van Grass will tell you that George Springer is about you know, he's worth about 15 million. We know that's we know it's going to take a hell of a lot more than that um, annually. Now, I'm not certain his age, but I do believe he's over 30. 31 is what I want to say. So this is not a situation where you're looking at George Springer going. It's going to be one of those 10 year deals like they used to hand out to guys at 31, 32. Um, you know, you're probably he, talking. He just turned 31 last. He just month. turned 31. So you're probably talking five or six years, right? That's probably what he really wants. Um, given the environment, who knows, right? I mean, you, somebody with deep pockets that's looking out three or four years could be looking at the situation going, you know, everybody's going to be, everybody's puckered up this off season because nobody has the, re- you know, for some teams, what's happened this year is devastating to their plan, right? Well, some some, some organizations it, can't deal with it. When you think about a George Springer five-year deal, you know, you're going to have to fill some shoes when Fowler leaves next year anyways. You know, and I, I, I anticipate Springer would bring a little bit more um, with the defense and the bat than, than Dexter does. Um, I think for certain, right? So you're going to have somebody to, to fill those shoes anyways. So why don't you maybe do another five-year deal? Uh, I don't like the length of that. But, you know, maybe three-, four-year deal on that end. Mm-hmm. But you're – like we've discussed this whole time, you need more than that. If you're going to let Wong walk, you need to do more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to have to be a third brace upgrade and you got to, you got to upgrade the outfield either in left or center or left or or right. Um, You know, you got to assume right now, we know how things work. You know, they're going to do everything they can to make sure Fowler's out there in right field unless he's just injured. Um, You know, so you upgrade at a a corner outfield, let's assume left field for the time being. And then center field, I, I think, if it's a it's a it's a crime if we don't see Dylan Carlson starting there next year. Um, oh, I don't I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? I hate to say it because I don't want him batting there, but do you almost make him your leadoff hitter? The way he works counts. He's got decent speed. Um, he's got a little pop. You know, I don't think it's been fully opened up yet. Yeah, but the way he works account. You know, that guy he walked what three or four times in the play and in, in the three game set against the, yeah, he looked good. I mean, the, yeah. The alone. Yeah, no, so he looked great. You, you almost have your, you almost have your, your leadoff guy right there. I don't like it. I don't like him there, but I, if he's going to be getting on base and, and lengthening counts out, I mean, why not? Why not give it a shot at least? Yeah. I mean, to tell you the truth, what, what I, I don't know. I don't know if this would work. This is just me to kind of like guessing here, but 
you know, depending on what they did at third base. Look, I, I, here's the thing. I don't think you're seeing a Nolan Arenado deal at third base. I, I really don't. For My reasons are his length of time and the money he's owed. And you've got, you know, a prospect in Nolan Gorman. Who's the other guy down there? Um, Montero. Montero. You've got a couple of options coming up. Like, do you really want to lock in a long-term third baseman? Out of course field. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I just don't see them doing that. Look, he, Aaron, Nolan Arenado's great. You know, he's great. He's going to sell jerseys and everything else. But I just don't see them. That, that's not. That's not a very cardinal way of doing things. And now they were willing to do it with Stanton, right? Um, at one point in time. But I think if we're honest with ourselves, didn't they kind of know there was the, that was a real long shot whether he would accept a deal to St. Louis or not? They they kind of knew he wasn't going to. So. I don't know. That's un- that might be unfair for me to say. I, m- m- they really did put an effort in to get him. So they were willing to take on a big deal at some point. I just don't see the Arenado deal being really what they do. Their, their deal is more getting him uh, on a trade with a year or two left in his contract and then extending him once he gets here, just like they've done with Goldschmidt, uh, just kind of like they did with Holiday, although Holiday did go to free agency. It's what they did with Edmonds. It's what they did with Roland. That's just kind of the way they've always done it. Uh, I just don't see them doing that. And and, and I think they're going to want to see these two uh, young third basemen come up through the system. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can see it too. That's why, you know, you look at somebody like a Lindor moving, then you move over. Young, yeah. Uh, young over to third base. That's the you, move I would love to see. So if it's not an upgrade, that would be an upgrade at third base. You're right. But it would also be an upgrade with another bat in the lineup. And you, yeah, Frankie Lindor is the deal. I would love to see them make. I just don't know if they have enough. Well, I think, I think he it. would be fun. And, and, you know, St. Louis has he made plenty of moves with Cleveland in the past, you yeah. know? And I think, I, I, I mean, a Lindor long middle infield would be outstanding, I believe. And I think yeah. we would still be based around, I mean, we, 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 not necessarily lose anything, but I think it, I think it'd be a fun team. Um, but I mean, these are all these are all dreams of of trying to create a comp- competitive team in 2021. Um, and I think I think a, a Lindor Springer combination being brought into St. Louis may be competitive. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, you know, because I, I mean, we're we're so far off from getting a a big name bat, which mm-hmm. I've come to terms with so <laughs> at least at least as far as getting getting the big fish on the open market yeah that's not our way of of acquiring talent that's never been <laughs> the Cardinals have ever done that um I I heard from uh, like the last big name free agent that they had signed that any had any kind of uh offensive value or or threat uh, it's it's really hard to go back and recall like who what who was that significant free agent uh, that hadn't ever been to St. Louis before. Yeah, I mean it's it's really hard. Like go through, it's actually hard to find one. Brad Miller doesn't count. No. Um, one Encarnacion might be maybe the closest ish like example of, of getting a guy straight off the free agent market. I mean, I guess if you want to technically say Holiday was the guy, you could because he technically was a free agent. But we all know that uh, he was traded and uh, over to the Cardinals and, and tested the market and ended up you know signing back yeah, with them, I mean, but. I think it's just about bringing them here. They they want them to be brought here and check yep. everything out, and then let them let them run from there and say, "Hey, you know, let's do this." But I mean, you're right. I can't think of off the top of my head anybody who's been signed free agent wise. I mean, you've got 
I mean, top bat wise, I, I don't think there's. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, if I had to pick one of those two deals we're talking about, though, either Lindor or Springer, yeah, I'd love to have both of them. But if I had to just pick one. I'd rather do the Lindor thing and allow DeYoung, who's been a great shortstop, takes nothing away from what he's done at short, put him at third. And I think you've got, you know, we, we, we've got um, a guy there that it might be a little bit more rested throughout the year. The shortstop we all know is pretty demanding. And, uh, you know, if he could uh, get some time over at third base, I think we'll get a little so bit better version. Would you be, would you be okay with having Bader in the outfield then? If, 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 <clears throat> the move you make is Edmund to second and Lindor brought in. Are you okay with leaving Bader and Fowler in the outfield? Unfortunately with Fowler, yes, because I feel that's probably going to happen. No, I'm not okay with right now. Uh, Bader's got to compete along with everybody else. I mean, to me, well, I mean, who's your other option though? Well, you've got no Lane Thomas. Yeah, who I know. Really I mean, kind of pretty much shit the bed last year. I mean, just, yeah, looked atrocious. Honestly, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't look good this year, and that really sucks because the the, the small amount of time we saw him in 2019 up at the big club, he actually looked pretty good, right? So yeah. Um, but you do have him in the mix. I don't put one ahead of the other at the moment. I mean, maybe you give Bader a slight nod because he did show improvement this year. Not enough, in my opinion, but he did improve. Um, you know, and his speed in the outfield's a bonus. Uh, so you might give him the slight nod, but now in no way do I want to see them saying, you know, he's, he's number one on the depth chart right now. I don't, I don't think anybody should be at this, at this point. Oh no, absolutely not. I, I don't know. I, I'm spend some money. If you're going to cut that 12.5 million and not use it, absolutely sign Springer, bring Lindor over, bada bing, bada boom. We can play with that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll reevaluate in 2022 when Carpenter's off the books when uh, Fowler's off the books, they got to do something with Wainwright with Molina this year too. I think Wainwright would probably take a very team-friendly contract just to keep playing. I do, I do. But, um, I mean. Yeah, I haven't heard much noise on that front. But, uh, you know, the, the season's technically not over yet. Um, yeah, and that's why I found it interesting, you know, because you kind of look at the whole long thing from a couple different angles. You know, I found it you know, if that if it was a subliminal, hey, you know, we're done in St. Louis. Thank you guys for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see them saying, hey, you know, we can't bring it out to light yet, but you know, we're not going to re-sign you next year. So just be prepared prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the front office is very respectful in that um, aspect of things. I think they let you know ahead of time, hey, you know, this isn't going to happen. But I don't think they can openly say especially player wise. Hey, we're, I'm, I'm done here, you know, until after the world series. So they put a pretty good lid on things. Oh, definitely. But I mean, I guess, I guess to, 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 to finish this whole thing off, my question to you, let's forget all these other free agent talks. Do you bring Wong back for 12 and a half? I do. Okay. I mean, me too. I absolutely do. I absolutely do too. I mean, the way the market's rising every single year and, and, and the defense he brings, I mean, I bring him back too. And, you know, sign Springer, keep Wong. That's fine. Put Edmund at third base or whatever, what have you. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of questions, but I don't let him walk. I mean, you can't let that defense be hurting you elsewhere. And especially if uh, – think about this too. You know, you got Chicago who 
could be freeing up a lot of money who could probably spare an extra 12 and a half million to have good defense up the middle yeah. too with yeah. uh, Javi Baez. And yeah. if they steal, if they were to steal Colton Wong from you for 12 and a half or maybe even 11 because you didn't want to offer him any money. Oh man. Oh man. With, Somebody would be losing their job for uh, that. And, and the stadium could very well burn down. And um, your, your, your buddies over in Chicago would be giving you hell. <laughs> Well, they've tried to about the Hayward thing, but I think they regretted that uh, after the first year for sure. But uh, all right, man. Well, that was. I'm glad you alerted me to what was going on today. It was um, you know I've been I've been paying attention to the to the playoffs, pulling for uh, the Rays. Um, kind of indifferent on the National League side of it, but it would I would I would love to see the underdog in, in both uh, in both instances here uh, meet up a, a Southeast. World Series might not uh, be what MLB would hope for as far as the ratings go, um, but I think it'd be kind of cool to see uh, the young uh, young teams uh, like uh, like the Rays and, and and the Braves, who nationally a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of fans don't know about these guys. They don't really know their names. Freddie Freeman might be the guy that people know the most. Um, uh, that's what I'm pulling for. So hopefully uh, hopefully it shakes out that way. They're in the driver's seats right now, although. Uh, yeah. Although uh, Atlanta took a, they took a, a beating last night, uh, an absolute shit kicking last night, but uh, that happens. And uh, so at least, at least we have baseball in some form. It's not the kind of baseball I know most of us want to watch, but uh, at least it's been entertaining. I've enjoyed That's it. Cool. And I think the, I think the bats of Atlanta and the pitching of uh, Tampa Bay would be a real good World Series. Um, it would be. It, it, to me, it'd be kind of like last year's mm-hmm. with the Nationals um, and the Astros. Yep, that was a good yeah. one. Trash cans and all. <laughs> yeah so i think i know i think it'd be stellar so that's what i'm that's what i'm pulling for hopefully tampa bay i believe if they play tonight they sh- they'll close it out against houston um but yeah i mean i'm not a fan of the braves but i'm not anywhere close to a fan of the dodgers they can <laughs> they can enjoy home yeah. and let another team come in and and look decent again so all right man well uh uh thanks for joining me today and uh you guys can find uh, this podcast on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Radio Public. Uh, just search for In the Cards. That's the letter In the Cards. Uh, you can also find it on In the Zone uh, Network RSS feed. Just go to your podcast app. Just search those. You can either search In the Zone Network, In the Cards. You can even find it on that Team Arrivals podcast feed as well. It'll be on all those. Uh, where can everybody locate you on Twitter? Currently, they can locate me at <laughs> Dylan underscore Dinger. Okay. Currently. You, you currently. can find me at T-O-R underscore Ron75. And as news breaks, I think in the offseason, I'll be getting these, uh, I'll be getting pinged by old Dylan Dinger here throughout the <laughs> offseason as stuff comes up. So expect a few more of these before it's all said and done. Until then, though, we'll talk to you, uh, who knows, might be tomorrow. <laughs> but until then, love you all so much. Bye-bye, everyone. Uh-huh.